What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to use microphones bravely. Now, today, uh, well, something else was supposed to happen. If you are watching this on the YouTube channel, you might have guessed what? This is not that podcast. We're just going to do a regular Brent and Casey Paint Bravely today. And uh, I think that's that's what you get. Yeah. yeah. So recently, Casey and I traveled to the great state of Florida, and we stayed with our buddy Danny from 3D Printed Tabletop. And we did a lot of fun stuff with Danny. We went to a, a little Warhammer tournament. We we watched him learn how to airbrush. We We worked on some 3D prints. And one day, we spent a couple hours in front of the camera. All three of us, we did an episode of Paint Bravely, the podcast. The first ever episode with a guest. Danny was going to be our first guest on Paint Bravely, the podcast. <laughs> he was. <laughs> um, but something happened. We don't know exactly what. There's some audio malfunctions. So we have a lot of video and no audio for that podcast. So <laughs> it's never going to happen. <laughs> uh, but we do have a lot so... of other stuff to talk about. <laughs> Oh, we actually have a lot to talk about. It's kind of good that we're going to have a normal episode today because we've got a, a lot of a lot of dirty laundry to air out, a lot of a lot of stuff to get out in the open, a lot of a lot of stuff to discuss. But mm -hmm. episode thirty nine was supposed to be the first episode where we had a guest, but uh, I guess that honor is going to have to wait for a for a future date. So are we going to skip episode thirty nine then? Are we just going to no, call this episode, this episode 40? 39? Okay. Danny had his chance to be first guest in episode 39. This is the episode <laughs> that comes after episode 38. This is episode 39. It point. is what it is. I'm just thinking it'd be funny. Eventually, episode 39 comes out after episode 100, and it's just Danny. <laughs> 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 like it would get lost over time, and somebody would just, no, nobody would know what we were talking about at that point. So yeah, let's file this away as a little Easter egg that we can pull out someday. That's a good idea. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so since, uh, since Danny isn't with us, uh, what have you been up to in the last few weeks, Brent? Well, I mean, recently I can't talk about everything. I've been working on an episode of Goobertown Roulette, so, you know, I can't, can't talk about that. that uh, about I don't know. I've been doing a lot of uh, model assembly around here. It, it soothes me. Mm. Makes mm. me feel like I'm making progress on things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you want to uh, you want to jump into the talking about our, our experience at the Florida U.S. Open Warhammer tournament there, Casey? Why don't we Why don't we just start in on that? Yeah, okay, we'll just start in on that. So obviously because we are missing we, uh, our, our brilliant discussion that we recorded uh, on site. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And the uh, well, first of all, um, Florida is really wet. Mm -hmm. It is a wet place, and uh, mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been in a place that was that humid before. So like coming out and going over to the, the, uh, the convention when we did, it uh, kind of hit me pretty hard. And then, uh, then when we yeah, got inside, so it was. I've been to Florida a couple of times before, but it's always like northerners going to Florida for winter break sort of thing. Sure, winter sure. or maybe early spring break. Right, not so we've, you know, I've been to uh, Disney World a couple of times in February, which is which is very nice, very pleasant. Mm, okay, I'll have to keep that yeah. in mind. <laughs> right. So the um, the geniuses over there at uh, GWHQ decided to set up three 
Warhammer tournaments in the United States uh, during summer, during the resurgence of COVID. And the locations they chose were Orlando, Florida, and I'm blanking a little bit, but I'm pretty uh, sure it was Louisiana. Yeah, somewhere in Louisiana. COVID and hurricane season. Uh-huh. And, and like and Texas, Houston? Houston, Texas. I think it was Houston. Or yeah. are they going to LA too? I don't know. It was three locations, and I'm pretty sure it was Florida, Louisiana, Texas during like resurgence of COVID. So I don't know. Um, yeah. If if anyone at GW is listening, uh, there's lots of great northern states in the United States. Um, Less hot. Right. Yeah. Like places that are statistically more likely to be pleasant outdoors, <laughs> more likely to not give you a plague. But, hey, that being you know, said, though, like there was another convention going on at the same time as the Florida one. Um, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's mostly about – was it like cosplaying is like the big thing for that one? Danny was telling us everything we needed to know about My Hero Academia in mm-hmm. order to understand the people walking past us on our way to the parking lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I didn't understand a thing I saw. But it was like Worldcon or something? I want to say it was right. Worldcon. Globe I don't know. Globe, I don't know. Um, yeah, but there were a lot of people like dressed up in, in some pretty heavy clothing. Like it seemed miserable. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Enough yeah. about that, though. Um, so we got into the place, and it was nice. It was uh, like it was big, like the convention area was pretty large. Um, I think it was two hundred and fifty people total were playing in the tournament, so not a ton of people. It was actually a pretty small tournament, and uh, unfortunately, the GW presence, like the store that they were going to have, and all this other stuff, was very small. It was like the quarter. It was a quarter sized of my local Warhammer store, which is already a quarter sized of most hobby shops. Right. Yeah. I mean, that didn't really surprise me. Like, it wasn't supposed to be a full on convention. It was supposed to be like a an exciting tournament venue. But uh, yeah. I don't know if it was really supposed to be anything Not, more yeah. than yeah a GW store and, and a tournament. I mean, I don't know. The way that, that I read it or the way that they hyped it, I guess, made it uh-huh. seem like, oh, you know, we're going to have a bunch of stuff you can't get. We're going to have a big old shop, whole shopping center. Uh, you can come to even if you're if even if you don't participate in the tournament, it's worth coming. Literally, like they said that like it's mm-hmm. worth coming to oh. just shop. That's true. So I don't know. I feel like they played it up a little bit. And I was a little disappointed. That's all. Uh huh. In uh, were you disappointed in anything in particular, Casey? Well, I mean, we did fly, and in my case, almost three thousand miles to uh, to pick up the convention exclusive that uh, they they ran out of on the first day. In the first yeah, so this was 10 the minutes. Uh, Age of Sigmar, Slaves to Darkness, Holga, Holga Clefthorn, I think. Uh, so, Hel- Helga Clovenhorn? Uh, man, I've, I've got so many <laughs> permutations of that name running through my mind. It's either Helga or Holga, and then yeah. Clefthorn, Clefthoof, Clovenhorn, Clovenhoof. I've literally said it all. I've look. said them all, too. I know exactly what you mean. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But it's anyway, it's a uh, is a pretty cool like Warriors of Chaos model uh, female. She's got a crazy one big horn and one cloven horn sticking out of her head, and she's got this flowing uh, ginger hair. Is is the way it's depicted on the box art? Very <laughs> nice model. Yeah. It's a good model. It was very nice, and uh, uh, yeah, they basically brought like I don't know a box of them. And we're out within the first, I guess, hour that they opened. Yeah, something uh, like that. So, yeah, these events for, for this year, Games Workshop has a couple of exclusive models that they're selling at their events. So one of them is a Necron Lord, or I don't know anything about Necrons. That it, it you know, All Greek to me, it all blends together. They're just... Yeah, he's, no, it's Necrons. more more Egyptian, but whatever. Uh, it's like Lord Imhotep or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as I know, that's correct, Casey. It's like Imhotep or, you know, it's very not yeah. the mummy. <laughs> uh, right. Um, but anyway, they had just piles and piles of a $35 Necron. And then there was just blank space on their shelves where a different model was supposed to be. So uh, we we showed up there on Saturday of a weekend tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we, we were unable to buy a Holga Klefthof. Uh, we, were, we were unable to do that. And man, I, I got to say, like I was, my interaction with the, the GW employees there was, was disappointing because... You know, go mm. up and say, hey, you got any more of the Holga, Helga? And they're like, what? Yeah, Hol- right. Holga, Helga, hel- help me out here. Like, you know what name I'm trying to the, say. The Holga, only... Helga, Cleft, <laughs> Cleft, Cloven. What, what are you talking about? The, the exclusive model, the Chaos one. Like, yeah. oh, no, we don't have any of that. Like, why would we? They were very, like, surprised yeah, yeah, that like, we were like, surprised. Why are you even asking about that? Like, do you, do you want this Necron? Like, no, I mean, I see the Necron. Like, the, the Necron is very <laughs> obvious. I don't want the Necron. There were like 50 um, boxes of that Necron on the shelf, and then right below it was the empty shelf with no cloven horns right. on there. Right. <laughs> and uh, like, no, no, we we came here, like the original conception for this trip, mm-hmm. I, I mean, obviously we went for a lot of reasons to Florida. We're going yeah. to talk about our obviously. trip. We went for a lot of reasons. Well, like the the nucleating event that caused us to even talk about this possibility was like... Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool exclusive model. Wouldn't it be crazy if we, uh, you know, went to Orlando to get that model? You know, we actually know people in Florida. Exactly. You know, I bet we could make like a pretty sweet weekend out of this. The the precipitating event that caused us to go to Florida was this uh, stupid model. Yeah, that and, we uh, both, Yeah, we yeah. get there and they're just like, what? What are you, what are you talking about? Oh, oh, you want that? The, the thing that we immediately sold out of because so many people wanted it? And... Um, and then the next thing they said was, oh, no, no, we don't have any more of that. But we do have some Forge World stuff. Do you want to see the Forge World <laughs> stuff we have here? He did, didn't he? <laughs> no, like they, they just seamlessly like transitioned into upsell for like crappy right, resin right. models. Like For even no. worse, right? Like I'm here for like, a $25 no. model and you're yeah. trying to get me to buy $100 in garbage resin? Get out of here, man. Like, come no, on. I, I, uh, yeah, I didn't fly to Florida for the Horus Heresy. I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, that's that's so, a so huge, anyway, that huge was, bummer. That was the sour moment, um, which uh, I have a know, redeeming as, moment for, as for voices GW, in though. the gaming and Warhammer and mini painting community. Yeah, we we try to point out when companies are doing well and point out when companies are sticking a thumb in our eye for for whatever reason. So yeah, I know. mean, even if even if it's like. Uh, whatever anybody coming in off the street coming in and being like wow like this is a really cool model like uh, you you said you're gonna have some here um oh we don't like, well, what do you mean that's why I came like somebody left a comment on the video that I made uh the actually about us going to Florida I actually made a video about it so if you haven't seen that it's yeah it's good intercut maybe I'll just throw that video in that in there for the podcast too you kind of get the whole sense of everything yeah pat it out a little bit <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah yeah yeah. But uh, um, somebody left a comment and they're, they're like, well, that's like if somebody was like, hey, uh, you come to my thing, I got pizza. You know, I got pizza for everybody. It's going to be awesome. And you get there and, and you're like, oh, man, I'm here for the pizza. Can I have some pizza? And they're like, no, man, like, that's gone. No. Like, no. What, what, do you, what do you mean? You said there'd be pizza for everybody. No. Not you, no. man. <laughs> what? what? Not are you. you. About? Yeah. What are you talking about? Do you want this? Uh, do you want this Chicago deep dish for thirty dollars more? <laughs> you want this calzone? <laughs> like no. No, that's that's a poor comparison because calzones and Chicago deep dish are both awesome and okay, arguably well, better than a yeah. I don't yeah, know. Like that. a really nice change of pace. That. Yeah. We don't oh, okay. need to, to stress this metaphor any further. No, 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 no. But, uh, <laughs> but you get the picture, right? You get what I'm saying. So, no. yeah, that's. It, I thought that was a good uh, comparison. They didn't say the the, and, the calzone thing. I put that in there. But uh, they just said the pizza thing. Yeah. And you know what? It happened again. It happened again where I'm in a essentially Warhammer store. None of the Warhammer employees recognize me. Multiple customers in that store in Very front of so. them recognize me. <laughs> in, in fact, um, there there were both a couple of, us, of people. Both of us, not not just me, but both. Sure. Of us, yeah. But there were yeah. a couple of people who recognized us by our voices alone, not having seen our faces yet. Right. So, in, in fact, thanks, they recognized us by our voices while we were in standing in front of the empty shelf of Helga <laughs> Klefthoff yeah. and complaining about the fact that there were no Holga Clovenhorns on that shelf. Yes. And that, like, somebody came around like, oh, I thought that was you. Oh, man, I, I right. recognize you. Like, Casey and Brett, oh, my God. I didn't know you guys were going to be here. Wow, this yeah. is – you. wait, you guys don't live around here, do you? Oh, man, this is so – it was great to meet people. It was really cool. It and was, there was yeah. like three Games Workshop employees who were standing there just just this all of this is going right over their heads. 100%, and they're like yeah. still trying to sell us Forge World <laughs> models. <laughs> all right. Well, this okay, so the sad thing is uh after after we got done talking to a few people, you know, uh hanging out, we we're still in the store and they were kind of they didn't seem very happy about it. Uh we walked out and then I was like, "Oh wait, I forgot!" And I ended up buying the Necron. Uh, it, it is Hasmatef, the Resplendent. Uh, I did buy it. I painted it. Um, did you? I did. I didn't paint it on a video for for anything. I just painted it because uh, I'm giving it to a friend. He plays Necron, mm -hmm. so I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll pick that up and uh, bring it to his house." So. Yeah. yeah. I haven't done that yet, even though I saw him today, actually. <laughs> I meant to. I forgot. 
But uh, yeah, I did buy the stupid Necron. Stupid. It's not a. It's you didn't not have to admit good. that on the podcast, but Me, you know you're I, an honest guy. And I, I appreciate felt that. like I kind of had to because okay, well, part of it is like I was I was planning on getting it for for my friend anyways, right? Like I wanted to get the other one for me, uh, even though I don't have a Slaves to Darkness army. You know, I was going to use it as like a Chaos Lord or something because that's always fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. But whatever. Uh, We'll have to mention the other thing in a second, the, the actual turnaround end of the story. But I want to I want to jump ahead. I went to a GW store in my area um, because I pre-ordered the, the Kill Team box while we were in Florida, weirdly enough. You did. I did. Yeah. Brent, Brent watched me do it. I compared prices on eBay and I, uh, I pre-ordered from GW because it was actually the same price, weirdly. Um, but it came in. I picked it up on a Thursday, and I go in, and the manager of the store goes, oh, hey, what's up, Casey? Uh, your Kill Team box is here, and how was Florida? And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> like, Very nice. My man. <laughs> yeah, so like then we had a good conversation, and I, I picked up some other stuff, and uh, another dude came in, and we ended up talking about other painting stuff, and it was a good, it was a good time in the GW. Um and honestly, like my so, local, so your local Warhammer store is the pretty legit. GW employee who runs that store recognizes you. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And right. is and All is right. awesome, and and does, you know, I almost wanted to like not mention where it was, because it's like he goes above and beyond, like uh, being a, a Games Workshop employee. I guess is the best way to put it. Like he he's called other stores to look for stock. Like non GW uh-huh. stores, you know, out of just because somebody's looking for something. Um, in fact, I was overhearing him talking to another customer uh, before I was about to leave. The customer was asking about uh, what is it? What's the parade thing? You know what I'm talking about? Armies on parade. Uh, he was talking about that, and he was talking about 3D printing, and he was talking about recasts. And if they were mm-hmm. allowed, he mm-hmm. basically was like, well, look, like, no, obviously GW is not going to allow you to, to put those in any official capacity online or whatever. He said, but in my store, like you bring in something, you want to play a game, you want to do whatever. I don't give a shit. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah. So I'm that's just saying GW is not all, they're not all terrible. No, I mean, the frustrating thing is that there's a lot of great people who work there, at, oh, yeah. at, but the whole package some sometimes just turns out real nasty. So that's all right. So I actually did want to talk about the the experience of walking around the, the tournament. Mm-hmm. So again, the setting here is this is a really big convention hall or like a pretty good, you know, banquet hall kind of set up. Mm, yeah. And they've got, well, there must be... 100, 150 tables, something like that. Yeah, something like um, that, yeah. Split, split between Warhammer 40K and Age of Sigmar. I don't think there were any other games going on. And so no, that's it, man. I, I'd say the, the 40K was four, five, six times larger than the Age of Sigmar. Like there were mm-hmm. a lot of 40K armies there, a lot of players there, and uh, relatively few Ages of Sigmar players. But Yeah. Um, the the whole setup 
I'll say the, the overall experience was more positive than I thought it would be. So I, I don't know if I've ever really spent time at a big tournament. And so kind of some of the news that trickles down is like just the the drama at the top tables of like people being <laughs> real dinks about measurement and oh you didn't declare that you were going to use this uh warlord ability and um hmm. like the the news stories that kind of percolate out of some tournaments just make it sound miserable like yeah, yeah. oh you didn't you didn't declare that you were using this special ability before the charge you can't say it after you did the charge uh, I win the game now, and just like just just monstrous stuff that sounds like. How is like, anybody having fun? fun. I, yeah. Why do people? Why is this <laughs> anyone's uh, main use of their free time? Like this, I this mean, sounds awful. There yeah. are those people that like. I mean, like a big part of Warhammer is is like knowing the minutia, right? All the very specific rules and exploiting those to. To gain mm-hmm. some advantage, so like a very small portion of of our population is very into that type of thing specifically. That number crunchy, mm-hmm. you know, get in there and, and maximize. So like mm-hmm. I get it, but at the same time, like that doesn't help make a very fun environment or or game. Like it's not a right. fun game at that point. And so, and, and, and like this was in my mind in terms of thinking what a big official tournament looks like. Like that, that was kind of sitting in the back of the mind. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that was wrong, essentially. So right, yeah. at the tournament, there were, I think, two tables set up with, you know, cameras all over the place and like a, a caster desk so that they could stream the, the top tables for the tournament and, and make a little show out of it. Um, but the rest of the tables were just a couple of nerds at each table having fun. And, you know, as we were walking around, a lot of smiles. Okay, so we should say 70% masks and 30% smiles is what we saw. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's fair. Yeah. 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 Which, um, yeah, again, in, in Orlando in August of 2021... I, I I think I would have preferred a, a little bit stronger mask policy, uh, yeah. from, from the tournament organizers. But yeah, it is what it is. Um, I will say that when that you know Casey and I were both uh, vaccinated, we both wore masks the whole time. Um, I know when I got back, I went and got a COVID test, and I'm negative. So, because if I got COVID at this thing, you bet I would have made a video about going to right, going Warhammer to tournament, getting COVID, and not getting COVID oh, left hoof. You, you right. better believe that would have been a video. Yeah, Man, that would have been a doozy of a video, too. <laughs> Man. It's like, yeah, sometimes uh, on this podcast, you see me get a little bit excited, but uh, yeah. every once in a while, I tap into true anger. And, right, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily, I didn't get COVID. Every you know, no, everything's and, uh, fine. You, we'll, yeah. we'll save that. We'll save that experience for some other day. Well, let's um, hope not. But, but yeah, but yeah, walking around the tournament, people were were having fun. They were playing the game. Uh, there were a lot of really well painted armies. Almost everyone brought a fully painted army that was cohesive and and looked really nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Um. Oh, and. Uh, he, of course, I can't remember his name now. Um, 
the gentleman that we met that had the gaming group. It's Jacob. Mm-hmm. It's Jacob, right? That sounds yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a really nice uh, orc army and then uh, a really nice, like, big orc diorama that we were we were looking at for quite a while. You know, and I think I think all of us took video or pictures mm-hmm. of it. Uh, it. Turns out he won best painted. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of armies on parade, there were there was yeah I, I just saw that one I think, but it was you know a two foot by two foot board with a lot of like height to it. It was kind of on a on a mountainside of a some sort like of an an orc mine or something mine yeah. or something. It looked like that. Yeah. And tons of orky scrap, tons of. Uh, rusty old buggies and, and bikes and stuff. It was real nice, real nice. But, yeah. Um, and that is one of the appeal, one of the draws or the appeals to, to something like this is seeing all the different armies, seeing what people are doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was seeing some some new style Dark Eldar. I was seeing some old style Dark Eldar. We each get pulled to different things, you and I, Casey. So it's but very there was, true. There was some very good true. stuff there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there... There were definitely a lot of – I do wish we kind of had, had hung out a little more just looking at the individual armies. But we also got there and they were like right in the middle of rounds. Like mm-hmm. then we, we got that like 15-minute break in between a round and talked to a bunch of people. And then it was like, all right, everybody's got to be back at their tables and, and play. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, weren't, uh, we weren't too ob- obtrusive. We were just kind of walking around and peering around and uh, occasionally someone would, would recognize us and say hi and we'd hang out for a little bit and, and yeah. see how they were doing, which was fun. And, uh, that was definitely the, yeah. the most rewarding part is just getting to like talk to people about why they like the hobby. It's like that just comes out so naturally. It's like, oh, it's you. Oh, man. Like, check this out. This is really cool. And it's like all this stuff. It's like, yeah, this is great. It's exactly where I want to be. Like, I want to be with my people talking about cool paint jobs. It's just a mm-hmm. good place to be. Um, and I, like you said, it's like, you know, you maybe had this in the back of your mind of like, there would be more like uh, neck beards and, and stuff going on that, that wasn't so good. Um, but I didn't like, hear the phrase, well, actually, at all. Like, no. Uh, well, actually, no there was triumphant <laughs> gloating. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There, there wasn't any of that going on. There was just everybody's having a good time. Um, and honestly, that's that's been my experience, which is weird. Like, I don't know that I've ever had the other experience. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. And and so. Again, I I haven't been to any big tournaments like this before, and so I did have some preconceived notions in my head. But when I was walking around, it just the overall vibe seemed way more positive and fun than I was expecting it to be. Definitely. Um, Do you got to come to? It also is like a really comfortable room. Uh, Partially, Mm -hmm. you know, I hadn't thought about this before, but just the nature of a Warhammer game. The, the boards are stupid big, you know, six feet by four feet or whatever. <laughs> and so that's uh, that's like adding a lot of space between people. So it's not claustrophobic or anything. You're, yeah. There's a lot of really good spacing built into an event like this. You cannot have an event like this without there being a decent amount of, you know, square footage per person in, <clears throat> in a really big room like that. So. And I mean, it was it was a big room, tall yeah, ceilings. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. it wasn't like overly loud either. Like the sound dampening just kind of ate most of that up. It was nice. The lighting was nice too. Yeah. It wasn't like too yeah. bright and sterile. It was like kind of warm. It's good. And and the last thing is the the uh, terrain provided by Games Workshop for for the boards was actually quite nice. Mm-hmm. And so it was all it was all painted like GW plastic terrain. Well, they had a pretty cool thing, which I hadn't seen before. Maybe it's standard, but for each piece of terrain, it was on like a, like a ruined building, for example, would be on a one foot by one foot piece of plexiglass. Oh, yeah. So it'd be like the corners of a ruined building on the corners of a one foot by one foot piece of clear plastic that was laid down. And so for gameplay, that's kind of like, okay, you are in the ruins if you're on top of the clear plastic mm-hmm. and so but it still is like really easy to move the actual models on the game board through the ruins but you still kind of have the game aid of knowing okay this unit is in the ruins if they're standing on top of the plastic that's true i i forgot about that i totally forgot about that that's really nice and i, I imagine it made the uh, the terrain a little heavier too a little easier or a little harder to, to accidentally you know push around because, you know, you're moving models around, you tap the terrain, it goes half an inch one way and just screws your whole game up, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So th- at least in some circles, there'd been kind of the, the fashion of if you're going to have a ruined building, it'd be a one foot by one foot piece of like MDF or, or really thin plywood or something. And there'd be you know, rubble and like sand glued down to it. And then mm-hmm. plus the, the plastic building ruins which is fine, but it's harder to move models around on that. It doesn't fit with uh, every different battle mat. Uh, but the clear plastic, you know, it makes sense with any battle mat that you're using and uh, easy to play on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what I had to say about the tournament. I don't know. <laughs> overall, overall, the tournament seemed more fun than I thought it might be. It makes me consider doing something like this someday if i ever uh decide to follow through and finish up a warhammer army (laughs) well you know the future is uncertain we'll see how it goes uh over here where i'm at we got lvo that's a big tournament right it's it's much bigger than the games workshop tournament that we went to um Mm -hmm. same same kind of vibe really cool people uh, everybody just there to, to hang out and have fun. Um, I assume Adepticon's probably similar, but they do a uh, a doubles tournament where each person brings a thousand points, and you team up and play a game against two other people. You know, so it's two thousand point armies, but you mash your armies together. I assume I don't know how it fully works, but uh, yeah, that might be a thing. It seems pretty casual. I've heard about those. I've heard about the one at Adepticon specifically. I've heard that is a lot of fun, the yeah. the doubles tournament. Someday, someday. Someday. Even someday. I could make a, a thousand points of a single army, I think. I think you have eventually. probably multiple armies at a thousand points. It's possible. Yeah. Speaking of Adepticon, uh, we actually just booked a hotel for Adepticon. Yes, we did. So we yes, are 100% probably going. I mean, we we also bought plane tickets, so it, that helps. Yeah, I bought plane tickets and yeah. a hotel room, so yeah. pretty good chance. 
Yeah. Uh, there's also a slight possibility that editor Matt will be joining. I'm not sure yet. He's still looking into it. But uh, apparently they're going to be in Disneyland like either the same time or right before. So I don't know. We will find out. Well, it'll be fun either way. So, um, yeah, that is our... I mean, I think I think it's safe to say that we're going. We got a we got a hotel room. We haven't booked tickets to the actual convention yet, but we got plane tickets. We got our hotel room. Yeah, and um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to plan on having some sort of a paint bravely get together there at Adepticon for anyone who's who's yeah. gonna be there. That would be fun. We'll we'll just wait fun. until uh, wait until like trapped under plastic does something, and then we'll crash their party with mm-hmm. with a bunch of paint bravely people. That's what we'll do. That sounds great. No, we'll we'll just have our event there first. Yeah. Same location. Yes. And we'll set up first. first. I like yes. it. <laughs> and after. Yeah. We'll just we're gonna be going all night. All day, all night. Same place. So wonderful. Yeah, that's the plan. That's a good plan. I like that plan. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, it should be pretty fun. I know it's it's a ways away. Like, tickets don't even go on sale. Like, actual tickets don't go on sale till December of this year. So, like, we still got some time. Yeah. R- remind me when when it's time to do that, Casey. I, I um, will. <laughs> so I'd like to take this moment to remind our listeners that um, Danny, the 3D printing DM, was supposed yeah. to be on this episode doing an interview with us uh live recorded from florida mm-hmm. and that's not happening because danny messed up the microphones <laughs> and uh casey and i we we are recording this episode very shortly before we're supposed to pay, post something up on on our uh, paint bravely feeds yeah and um we're, we're doing our best here you know yeah we're, uh we're, we're talking about uh, you know, gaming events. We're talking about models we like. We're talking about you know ways to set up terrain that looks cool. It's good for gaming. It's good hot tip. We're talking about gaming conventions. You know, that's true. That's true. We and don't do that. Just want to remind you, we're we're doing our best here. We're doing our best here with what Danny gave us. So uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, poor Danny. You know, just uh, let's. Let's close the the circle on a few things here. Um, I yeah. did have to report for jury duty. Oh, I man. was not selected for okay. any cases because uh, they they said, "Oh, we actually don't have any cases this week." Um, sorry, oh, we made really? you come in here twice. Uh, you can go home now. Seriously, so, they, that's that's how that went. Yeah, so I I went in one day and they said, "Okay, come back tomorrow at this time." I went in one day, they had me fill out a questionnaire with three questions on it. And the questions were, have you ever been to prison? Do you know anyone who's been to prison? Um, if one prisoner beat up another prisoner, would that affect how you, like... Well, well no, because like apparently there was one of the cases that had yet to be resolved was a prisoner assaulted another prisoner. It's like, okay... Everybody in this story is in prison. Does that affect how you feel about things? Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair I mean, enough. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's those are like yeah. the precursory questions they ask if they're going to have an actual trial. And they usually ask yeah. them after they've selected a jury and then they go through jury questioning. 
But I mean, I suppose well, where you, know, you who, live is not the same kind of. Yeah, it's a smaller okay. town that I'm used to. I answered correctly on all three of those questions. Just to have you know, I answered correctly on all three of those questions. So, and then yes, uh, they're like, okay, come back in two weeks. Came back in two weeks, hung around for a couple hours, paid for parking. And uh, then they're like, you know what? Actually, we just had one case this week and we just settled it out of court. So uh, Even better. Uh, go home. We won't, you know, we won't call you for five years at least. And so oh, that's right, nice. there you go. I, I think yeah. they told me they won't call me for at least two. Okay. Yeah. Got a lot of people in this city. Yeah. <laughs> like a <like> crime, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so well, that's I, good. I just wanted so, to, to close that out. Um, man, I was thinking about what if what if they put me on the stand and like start asking me what my employment is and, <laughs> and how I feel about uh, Age of Sigmar versus the old fantasy world and like if, you know if, if you, am I going to have the right answers to these questions and uh, maybe someday we'll have a paint bravely the uh, the trial version we'll do a mock trial and uh i don't know you know that sounds kind of nice actually like crimes against war games we'll we'll do a mock trial uh the people versus age of sigmar <laughs> you know you know or, I, uh, I vote to acquit danny of all charges of losing the audio for the original version of paint bravely the podcast episode yeah, number because we wouldn't have come up with that sweet idea if he hadn't that's so true <laughs> Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, it's it's not Danny's fault. Um, if he's sorry, then you must acquit. Yeah, that's right. That's how that works. <laughs> I was in prison. He's in prison. He punched me. I punched him back. I'm sorry. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fine. <laughs> well, I think we're done here. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's good. what else? What else you been up to, Casey? I I told you what I did one day. You know. That's true. Um. So I came. I came back. From floor. Oh, I I thought we were gonna close some story loops. We got like a real big one that we gotta close before we come back what home is it? from Florida. That you ended up. I don't know if I want to say that. Then, do you want to say what that you do? ended up with a model? You went home with a model. Oh yeah, we can close that loop. Um, yeah, the nice folks at uh, Warp Fire Miniatures okay. were yeah. able to uh, snag a. Uh, Helga Clefthorn for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they sent it on over, and uh, hey, thanks, guys. So yeah, yeah. Warpfire minis have, have showed up on each of our channels a, a couple of times now. They're the ones that have the like cubic boxes with the big question mark on them, right? Yes, yes. The mystery boxes for Warhammer. I, I mean, okay, we're not actually recording video for this. I was looking around to see if I could grab one. <laughs> there is one almost within reach of me right now. But no, this is an audio-only format, so uh, never mind. <laughs> um, yeah, like we've done some stuff with them in the past. They've been super nice in in sending us stuff, like just occasionally, just to say thanks, which I think is is awesome. Yeah. They're they're building a shop. I think they just finished uh, in uh, not Orlando, but like north of Orlando, in a city about an hour north of there. Um, and mm -hmm. like from what I've seen, I've seen some pictures and stuff. It's a nice facility. It's like a big. Big store with a huge gaming hall next to it, and that's that's going to be their thing. So, yeah, they were nice yeah. enough to send you that that model. Yeah, oh, that was awesome. And so I made an Instagram post just real quick saying I got my my Helga cleft hoof, and uh, thanks guys, thanks Warpfire Minis, and I got a lot of comments on that post. Just uh, yeah, Warpfire Minis is a great company. I've done business with them before, and I've always been happy with it. So 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I, I, that was, I that think... was our general impression, but always good to, to see that confirmed. That's yeah. true. Like to, to see <laughs> to see the actual reviews or people chiming in and yeah. being like, yeah, okay. That's that's good. Um, yeah, super nice guys. They, they also sent me like when I made that video about going to all my, my hobby shops in, in town and stuff that I couldn't find any plague bearers or plague whatever, you know, and they sent me a couple boxes of them. It was super nice. So, yeah, I wanted to close that story loop, but then I thought maybe maybe you were like not going to say anything until you made the video or something. But I don't know. Obviously, that's not the case. No, and I don't think that's a dedicated video. I've got that that uh, old yellow slaves to darkness army I'm working on. And I oh, think yeah. that's just going to be one model as part of some bigger video as I as I keep trucking along on that. But I dig it. I don't know, I've been working on stuff other than straight Warhammer models recently. Working on a variety of stuff recently. So yeah, might be a little while on that one. Uh, I did paint a boatload of D and D models while we were in Florida. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So Danny, the uh, 3D print DM, where we, we stayed at his house and, uh, you know, he ruined this podcast. Um, So he is doing a Kickstarter, or he did. I think it might be done by now, but I think you can do late pledge. Um, uh, he had a bunch of models from the Kickstarter, and we were talking about doing a D&D game, and we were trying to teach him how to, like, use the airbrush. So we were, like, busting out a lot of his models, and I ended up, like, I think I painted, like, six, five or six of his, like, character models. Yeah, so this is the Lost Adventures Volume 3. Something like that. Something of Adventure. The series. actually remember. (laughs) I should remember. Reloading. (laughs) It's awesome, though. Uh, there's some really look. If Danny were cool on this characters. podcast, he could tell you exactly what the name point. of his Why should I remember? was. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the Lost Adventures something. It and might this not is the be. third year he's done a Kickstarter for the Lost Adventures, and uh, it's his fourth big Kickstarter overall. And so it's yeah, a yeah. lot of like I think it's 150 STL files for different characters and models. And he had a lot of them printed out when we got there and a lot of them not painted when we showed up at his house. Yes. So we showed him how to set up his airbrush and got to work. And I mean, he was having more fun than than either of us even. Like we were having fun, but he was really enjoying that airbrush. Yeah. And uh, got everything primed and zenithaled, got a few colors on there, and then... You and I sat down with some paintbrushes and, and got to work. Yes, we did. Um, and we actually we ended up uh, painting up a bunch of stuff and then using it in a game of uh, D&D that Danny ran for us. A nice little mm-hmm. one-shot adventure through some of the Uncharted Lands that he has come up with. By the way, it is Uncharted Lands, a book and STL collection. But the Uncharted Lands are of the Lost Adventures. So you're halfway there. We're, we're both halfway mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now. It, it's obviously been fully backed. There's a lot of stuff opened up. There's 65 hours to go. So there will be actually some time to hop on board by the time this podcast goes up. So check it out. It's uh, Uncharted Lands. Yeah, we we'll do late pledges and all that stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, it'll be yeah. there. But, you know, you want to be cool and get in before the, the deadline. Don't be that late pledge yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. And – uh wide variety of different character models uh one of the real stars of this one was a a set of kobolds 
Very like much just so. just funny little kobolds doing funny stuff. <laughs> and uh, I know you spent a lot of time painting kobolds that weekend. I, I did. I actually I only painted one. Uh, Danny painted most of them, but I spent time painting the uh, the albino kobold. Which uh, I've never, I you know, it's funny. Actually, I did several things that I haven't done on models when we were there. So I painted an albino skin tone and tried to figure that out, uh, and I thought it turned out pretty good. Uh, I painted my first uh, African American skin tone, which is a little weird to just say because I don't know, it's just never come up before. And I, I did that for the first time. Well, huh. Maybe you'll do another one someday. Yeah. I, I might. I actually, it turned out pretty good. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it was it was good, and I actually I liked the uh, change of pace painting the three D printed models rather than like specifically GW plastic. Yeah. So it was good. There's something kind of nice about knowing. That if you screw it up, if you really, really badly screw it up, <laughs> you can just press print again and and get some fresh ones. That's very That's, true. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. it takes the pressure off, and um, yeah, no, it's it, it's kind of nice in that way to be printing, painting three D printed models. Yeah, it's just a it's a different feel to it. There's uh, you can be a little more free form and just get in there and do some stuff real quick and see if this works, see if that works. And, uh, yeah, like I, I what I what I felt like and what I was telling Danny when we were there is that a lot of the way that these are have been sculpted, um, you know, they're still twenty five millimeter characters, which are pretty small, but the volumes, the way that they were sculpted, felt very much like the person doing it had at least some painting experience or they had that Mm. in mind. They're like, well, okay, you know, this is impossible. I'm not going to put this in, but like here, let's put these volumes. Like, like here's basic shapes for you to do things on and highlight that made sense that made these small models still look really good. Um, You know, with just picking different colors and, and trying different textures and things like you know, and, and obviously having that kind of like freeing feeling of knowing you can just print something out. Like I wasn't really worried about screwing it up or thinking about it too hard. I was just going at it and, and kind of feeling my way around the models to figure out what I should do for each part. And that, I don't know, it's good. It's a good change of pace, like I said. Well, so we, uh, the three of us had a couple of nights where we stayed up reasonably late, just sitting around a table and painting. And, uh, man, when, when Danny's wife wasn't looking at one point, I knocked over a whole pot of Karenberg crimson, uh, GW wash <laughs> all over their kitchen table. And, uh, man, that was a close call. Cause it was uh, a close yeah, call. Claudia was like doing something with the kids, like doing some, some school, like paperwork with their kids. And I was like, just real quick, like Casey, hand me, hand me the paper towels there. Quick, yeah. quiet, do it, do it. Like, oh. like this, Danny's Half family is like stressed out with like new school year starting and everything. Like, uh, I'm just gonna real quick and quietly clean up half a pot of Karenberg crimson that I just spilled all over their kitchen table. I think we got it. I think we got. I, it. I mean, you did. It didn't go through the uh, protective like newspaper stuff that we put. Oh, it down. did. It definitely did. did it it oh, definitely well, I did. But I was able to uh, good, get good it job, with the paper towels before. Too much of it seeped into the wood underneath. That's but. good. 
so yeah, Danny, um, if you're wondering where most of your GW Karaburg Crimson went, I knocked it over. Um, I have literally never used a GW wash without knocking it over. So uh, what'd you expect? Like, <laughs> If I had known, I wouldn't have let you have it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, uh, yeah, and I was spending my time painting like a big lady troll. Yeah. This was my first time painting a big lady troll. Mm. And so I actually was only working on one model. You you and Danny were, were cranking through a whole bunch of models. I was spending all my time trying to make this one look good. And uh, we ended up having to leave before I was really satisfied with it. But it looks okay. It's, it's it, colorful. It looked it's good, right. man. Like it really did. You know, it looked good. It, it, was, it was really getting there. It was really yeah. getting there. Yeah. And uh, if we go back to visit Danny again, I'll be like, hey, Danny. Maybe you'll finish me, it. Hand <laughs> me that big lady troll. If we've got un- unfinished business here. That's a good call, actually. I, yeah. I, I foresee some, some Florida trips in the future, for sure. Well, it was a good time hanging out with Danny. Uh, yeah. Like, better than I, I kind of anticipated, I suppose. Like, not that I thought it was going to be a bad time, but, you know, you never know. We did a variety of things. I think we got a lot of content report recorded. Uh, some of the content we recorded did not record as completely as we thought it did. That's true. But uh, hey, you know, we're, we're talking about it. Maybe we'll use this audio that we're recording right now, right before episode 39 goes up. And we'll use we'll use the video from the original episode 39. Yeah, so you can, yeah. You can get an idea of... What was lost forever? Right, all the, all no the fault of smug looks, our and own laughs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're doing. We're just having fun here. You know, good clean yeah. fun. Clean, good, clean fun. fun. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, uh, what else? What else is going on in the world of hobby? Um, I painted up some kill teams. Ooh, tell us about that. Yeah. So the new Kill Team coming out, like I said, I pre-ordered it while we were in Florida. Um, I just got it as we're recording. I got it a couple days ago and then played a game today with a friend and actually had some good fun with it. It wasn't too bad. Um, a little bit confusing at first. I got some gripes with the measurement system because they changed it, but in mm-hmm. the dumbest fashion possible. So we'll mm-hmm. get there. But mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, so uh, a couple weeks, like a week before I got an airplane to go to Florida, uh, Lachlan from Zorb Zorp contacted me and was like, hey, man, you want to like do this kill team video? Like you just got to send out a kill team over to Australia and we're going to play some games and, and I'll like Skype in and, and still have my team there. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, of course, like, that's great. But, you know, timeline wise, I'm coming back from Florida kind of in the middle of the week. Like, I don't have much time to do this. And then they hit me with, uh, oh, by the way, there's two other people, uh, Ollie from Broadsword Gaming and, and Benji from Benji's Hobbies. And we're all doing this. And I need you to make two kill teams identical and send one out to Ollie because he's going to have another board over where he lives in England. And we're going to do this whole like campaign. And uh, so I painted up, I like right when we got back, I painted up a couple of uh, Death Guard kill teams. And I'm, I used some of the old pewter pox, or not pox walkers, but plague bears, old pewter plague mm. bears. 
as uh, proxies for poxwalkers. Uh, and they look, mm, I'm so happy with the way they look. They look so good. So I'm pretty excited about that because it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And I got my first game in and won with the same kill team that I'm sending, and it was good. So I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. So knocked out my first game of kill team with the Death Guard, and I totally, totally destroyed. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> like one shot the Necron leader. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm happy for you. It was good. I had, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. The uh, the gripe that I have though is the the measurement tool. Uh, they they basically relegated it to an actual on the sprue piece of plastic that is like a, a like a measuring stick. It's not a floppy stick. You know the blue floppy mm-hmm. sticks, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the uh, red floppy sticks. I remember. The, yeah, yeah, we should call them whippy sticks. Is, is that what, that's what the proper term? Yeah, yeah. But uh, floppy so no, stick. yeah, no, it's stupid. Like floppy disks. Come on, man. Come on. No whippy sticks. Uh, we're not in that era anymore. We've come past this. No, they are hard pieces of like combat gauge plastic, and it doesn't have like one inch, two inch, three mm. inches, or anything. It had shapes, and it was like this character has three circles. That's how it moves. What the hell is three circles, GW? Oh, it's like uh, nine inches. You couldn't just say that. So, yeah, a little bit disappointed with the the changes that they've made in the measurement because it essentially says, no, you can't use a measuring tape because we don't want you to bend the measuring tape to go around a corner. Hmm. That's literally the reason. So they want you to move in straight lines. Like, this game makes sense, but it would have made more sense if they just put it in a grid. Because that's how they're yeah, trying to manage I was manage vaguely movement. aware. I was vaguely aware of this whole thing. I was just – I decided to sit this one out. I'm not going to worry about the shapes <laughs> on the measuring sticks the, and the kill shape, team. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not going to concern myself with I it. Could, I could make a video, my friend, about the shapes. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. You're gonna, gonna have gonna... to let this one go. You just uh, savor your fun... victory. Yes. Wait till next edition. Yeah. Oh my god. Or savor your victory and then write in the conversions to inches on top of all of your character sheets. Yeah. I, it's kind of what I want to do. Uh, in fact, I'm hoping <laughs> that like Battle Scribe, because it's already independent, uh, will just do that for yeah. me at some point. I like there needs to be a petition for whoever makes Battle Scribe to. Uh, it's probably GW in some weird sense, but update it to just change the stupid movement to to just inches. Like, give me the inches back because we're already used to that, and it's not different. They just didn't call it that. Or, or like a, another weird thing is they had objectives. Well, they have objective objective markers that come with the game labeled one through six. Except in the book, it goes, mm-hmm. "This is objective A, B, C, or D," and they don't give you markers for that. It's like, which is it? Pick one. Pick the system you're going with. Is it shapes or numbers? Is it letters or numbers? Like, what is it? Well, you won your first game, and that's pretty cool, Casey. (sighs) You got to feel good about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do, actually. Just just the happy thoughts, man. Think of you happy thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm going off a little bit, but it actually was pretty fun. Uh, I was surprised. It it felt way more fast-paced. And uh, there's a lot more back and forth. Like, there's no downtime, I guess, 
which is like kind of the goal that they've been having lately for a lot of their their games. It's like you're going to want to be doing something at all times. So it's more like, all right, I'm going to pick what I'm going to do here and here, and then I'm going to go for it. And then you alternate and it feels like something is happening all the time. Combat is happening all the time. So it, it felt very yeah. much like more uh, know, like lively and frenetic, like combat probably would feel. So, you know, mm-hmm. prop, props to him for making a pretty fun game. Uh, shapes pissed me off. That's all. Okay. Hey, all right. I want you my whip some, stick. You lose some. Yeah. Can't beat your mm-hmm. opponent with a, you know, combat gauge. Mm-hmm. And of course, the you remember how I was telling you when I was pre-ordering it, I was like, oh, well, I can pre-order on eBay and save 10 bucks. But if I pre-order on GW, the shipping's a little bit more whatever, but I get this combat gauge. It's free. You know, the upgrade or whatever, this, this special edition thing. And not worth it. No, it's just a metal version yeah. of the plastic one you get in the box. That's all. Let it go. Let it go. Won't hold it back anymore. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, that joke just hit like 1% of our audience. I'm sorry. It went right by me, too. I, so I know. And it's me, fine. Let me switch topics here. Uh, this is not closing a circle. This is continuing to uh, to open up a, a whole new world. But I'm, I'm still thinking about historicals. <laughs> I'm still got, thinking about historicals. Just slap so, that 1% again, again, just saying. I've just got a couple, uh, couple of minor updates here. One, the audiobooks I've been re- listening to recently are the Horatio Hornblower series. So this is a series of books about uh, essentially the Napoleonic Wars on the oceans. So right. it's got uh, it's got a lot of similarities to like the uh, Aubrey Maturin series. So it's uh, adventure series about uh, a naval officer <laughs> of the the British fleet in right. like eighteen hundred. Yeah, and Sweet. um. Man, I someday, someday, just just thinking about those ships sailing around and getting getting good at tacking up winds, and they got their their main sheets, and they got their top gallants, and uh, they got their their guns and their their nine pounders. Their their, their okay. someday. I mean, I, I don't know quite how this is going to land in this hobby, but the the seed is planted. It's growing. You know, I'm yeah. listening to all this stuff as I'm doing other hobby. Ooh-wee. So we're we're gonna let that one ride. We don't need to dwell on this, but um I, yeah, I guess yeah. the last thing I'll say is for for any of these books that are about sailing ships from the eighteen hundreds, if you were to sit down and read this novel and have to go through all the stuff about mainstays and top gallants. And like like all of the the terminology for the names, right, of yeah. like a hundred different sails and 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 ropes and winches and knots. Like there, there's some books where if you were sitting down there with like trying to make your eyes go across those words, you wouldn't make <laughs> it two pages in. No, you would, like your brain would shut off and you'd fall asleep. Yeah, but audiobooks, man, that narrator just keeps it going. You, I mean, you don't have a choice. For a little while, and then yeah. you're back to plot points. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Like audiobooks are definitely good for spacing out. I mean, I, there is an actual like percentage rate, right, of of what you're retaining and and actually listening to. 
Isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the actual well, percentage is. I don't know what it is. is. You do or you don't? No, I have no idea. Oh, I thought you, that's weird. I thought you just said you did. Well, well, I understand that. Yeah, you. of course you're not retaining everything, but well, there's some books where you can but... kind of like, yeah, you, you, you lose track of what's going on for 30 yeah. seconds. You're up to something else. Like, yeah, you, you check the mail. You're reading your mail. Uh, you know, a minute has gone by. Yeah, and you don't they're, even realize uh, they're still sailing around the Mediterranean. And you're <laughs> like, okay, we're we're back on topic here. Yeah, right. I don't think I missed anything. No, which is, is why the um, Expanse is such a good show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a, like a few books where things happen fast enough that you cannot do them in audiobook form, or I found at least the. Uh, there's a series called the the Black Company series, and it's kind of recorded by almost like in a journal format. Hmm. And so, like in between paragraphs, it will be like, "Our company left this continent, went to a new continent. Oh no! We fought in two battles, and uh, we met our we met our new employer. And then, like, if you <laughs> if you read the mail for twenty seconds, you are like <laughs> you're in a different country. Four of your team have like, died. Seven main characters have died. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds terrible. I don't think I can handle that. Uh, it, yeah, when I was first discovering audiobooks, I was you know trying a bunch of different fantasy series, and I tried this yeah the Black Company series, and I was just like, what what is going on? Like, <laughs> constantly lost. But yeah. So that's actually one I've been reading on my Kindle because it's like, you know, I was actually reading that in jury duty when they were finally like, hey, you can go on home. So there you go. Man, we're tying everything back together. But um, it's funny. I think I was listening to the Dark Tower series when I was in jury duty. (laughs) Like, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was what was going on. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So good. We need a book club. Hmm. Hey, we like audiobooks. We 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 uh yeah, an audio consume book media yeah. while we're getting hobby done. That's exactly the thing. I mean, when you think about huh? it, that's not a bad like sub place to go, right? It's like, well, I mean, besides listening to this podcast, is that too hey, meta? this is only Weird. like two, three, four hours every two weeks, so. It's a good you know, point. You got to have something else for the rest of the time. Yeah. Well, it would have been an extra two and a half hours, but somebody ruined that. So easy. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. All right. I'm going to keep things moving along. I'm yes. still thinking about historicals. I went to my game store today and they were playing a big game of bolt action. Ooh. So this is a World War II setting. And I was I was talking before how I don't really know how I feel about uh, like infantry World War II games. It just makes me feel a little bit weird still. But the, the, yeah. they were playing a big, it was like eight people versus eight people, and it was all tank battles. It was Ooh, just a giant, yeah. like 10, 12-foot board of just like tanks on each side. Oh, man. And it looked really cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, to be, to be honest, like bolt action is very appealing for like a lot of reasons. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like the models mm-hmm. look pretty legit. Uh, like I like the scale. It's still feels kind of cartoony, even though it's not. Um, like because yeah, it can look the, very the realistic. Infantry characters, especially, they're they're kind of 
heroic scale World War II, if right. that makes sense. Or that's yeah. the way they feel to me. I'm not sure Which, if that's technically I correct. But I, I honestly prefer that thinking. Um, not to like take away from the bad things that happened, but it like it's almost comforting to to think of it in that kind of light, right? Like of the heroic things that they did or that, that people had to do, even in light of all the terrible things that happened. Um, and I get how that, that can definitely be an issue if you're, if you're wanting to play and you're playing infantry and it's like, yeah, like I'm here, here's my grandfather that I'm pushing around on a table. Right. Like it mm-hmm. feels weird, but like the cartoony nature, I think helps a little bit. Um, and I've seen some, some fun, uh, like board setups and, and tank looking battles like you're talking about. And I, I, it is a. I have some figures. Like I have some. I haven't painted them, but mm-hmm. you know, it's on the table, so to speak. Yeah, this is this is inching closer towards something that I actually pick up and do one of these days. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just wanted to let you all know, you know, that uh, yeah. it's seeping in. I and I'm I'm getting the hankering to do some weathering on tanks. Like just get a just get a nice Sherman tank. Yeah. Do some panel lining. Maybe a, a streaking grime. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a tiger tank. Hmm? Well, I mean, maybe. That's on the other side of things. Like, look, you're asking me to get into historicals and start sure. playing for the Nazis immediately. That's you, not you what I'm asking. Step at a time, Casey. No, I'm One literally suggesting time, okay? that you own a tiger tank right now. Oh, Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Casey. Uh, in other news, uh, two days ago, I assembled a cartoonish Tiger One tank uh, from yes. the World War Tunes line of minis of models. Uh, look, gonna gonna have to level with you here. When Casey and I were hanging out with Danny, we went to a Hobby Lobby. We were telling Danny, like, look, you need inks. You specifically need white ink to do some yes. zenithal highlighting with your airbrush. We got to go to a Michaels. It's like, I don't got a Michaels around here. We got Hobby Lobby. I'm like, all right, mask up and we'll go into Hobby Lobby. <laughs> like, you you double mask it and you go into Hobby Lobby, okay? <laughs> like, the, yeah. Um, and so we're, we're in there and Danny was... I think Danny got a serious shopping cart. I did not look at his uh, his total when he checked <laughs> out, but he uh, he bought a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was. We're like, you're gonna need doing these bottles to do. You gotta buy all these things. And... <laughs> mm-hmm. um, although, interestingly, uh, so Hobby Lobby, while they do carry a variety of inks, most of them are alcohol based, uh, like speedball inks or whatever. Um, they don't hmm. carry Dollar Rowney. They don't carry Liquitex. They carry a brand called Amsterdam. Uh, I was a little yeah. bit skeptical at first, but honestly, the white ink from Amsterdam works pretty good. Like, as good as Liquitex, it would seem. You know, Which I think this was actually our hot tip in our lost episode. Amsterdam white ink, pretty good. Yeah. It's a huge hot tip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if that's your option, because... So thank you all for listening yeah. this far. Um, if you are unable <laughs> to find Liquitex uh, acrylic ink titanium white, mm-hmm. Amsterdam white ink, not bad. You can get a nice looking smooth zenithal highlight with that, shooting it out of an airbrush, that's for sure. Well, I mean, and, and it was Danny's first time and it looked smooth and good. 
So that's that says a lot. Right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So so, so that's, uh, uh, that's well, worth well, it. Danny was filling up with inks. You know, Casey and I are bumming around Hobby Lobby and you know in the uh, model section like looking for <laughs> for cool stuff that we don't normally see. And and in the model aisle, like the the model cars and mm-hmm. model warships, a whole different thing. But uh, we found World War Tunes, which are kind of like chibi versions of yes. tanks. If yes. that makes sense, like super stylized, cartoony versions of actual World War II tanks. Yes, I don't understand and the purpose. They were on pretty good sale. Uh, like what, what, what did you pay for each of those kits? I paid seven bucks for each tank. About three. Wow. Yeah. Normally, but the thing is, like, normally they're only 14. So even then, yeah, so I would have felt all right. Yeah, no, I, I did find them on Michigan Toy Soldier. So I recently bought some some enamels and stuff from Michigan Toy Soldier. I'm sure that'll be a, that'll be a future episode. Oh, yeah, I look forward to but, that. But I I did look around to see if they had any Mang World War Tunes tanks, yeah. and they did, but they're twenty two dollars each on there, oh. and that's like, well, no, I've been looking around, and that seems pretty typical. Like online, these cartoony tanks are twenty two dollars. Interesting. But at Hobby Lobby, they're seven or eight. Well, there it was fifty uh, percent off the whole aisle, like all of the modeling supplies mm. and models. So all of the models in there were half off basically. Wow. Um, but none of them were worth buying except for those because they're essentially grot yeah. tanks. Like they are orc tanks in a nutshell. Yeah. They, they are very close in size to like a rhino or something like that. Yes. Yeah. They're like a chibi tiger tank or a chibi Sherman tank. And they are very much on the scale of a rhino. Yeah. Like there's there's a hatch in the top of the turret, and the size of that hatch is very much the same size as the hatch of a rhino. Yes. And so the the orky conversions that are possible with that uh, that line of tanks, which is why we're so interested in it, which is why like we we cared at all and <laughs> bought three of them. Exactly. <laughs> and then you could only fit two into your carry-on, and so you gave one to me. Thank you very much. I had fun of putting course. it together. It's uh, not a bad kit to put together, right? Like, it wasn't not horrible. at all. Yeah, that's very surprising. No. No. Yeah. So, so um, we built weirdo tanks. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot that that was a Nazi tank, but it was like a really cartoony Nazi tank, and uh, exactly. it's going to be an orky tank anyway, so. Exactly. Looted. It's yeah. looted, for sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going full on Tiger Tank with bolt action yet. No, I haven't. I haven't even picked up Americans for for bolt action. Don't don't <laughs> rush me into playing Germany uh, quite yet. Here, I've Casey. got the uh, I've got the the Christmas truce pack. Okay. Yeah. So. I I don't know what that is. You don't you know what that is? Um, I think it's the. I'm gonna say this wrong. I'm sure it was in uh, Band of Brothers. So it was part of that. And it, I mean, okay. it's in all sorts of historical things, but it's, I think, the Battle of the Bulge. I think. Pretty Might sure. Be. Somebody will correct me, I am sure. 
It's fine. You can well actually meet all day because it's better if people know the actual thing. But Battle what happened of the Bulge is, was uh, in Band of Brothers, so that is a solid possibility. <laughs> right. It's it's one of those. But the idea was that um, uh, they were fighting, they were fighting, and it was Christmas. And basically there was like a weird truce called. Everybody came out. They shared wine and food and all these things. And they walked back home. Nobody died. The fighting resumed the next day. But it was a weird, just rando truce for 24 hours, like on Christmas. It's kind of cool to see humanity. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have some of those. I I like that. And that's a line from Bolt Action, the the Christmas truce? It's uh, like a set of models, yeah. Like a a three or four or five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. See, look, Casey and I are getting real into historicals. We're starting slow with our cartoon versions <laughs> of uh, Tiger Tanks. Cartoon Tiger but Tanks. You can see that this is this snowball is picking up speed as it's rolling down the hill here. And uh, it's going to be a full-on historical podcast by around <laughs> episode, like, 79. Yeah, yeah Brent's going to be all the Napoleonic, <laughs> like, ocean liners. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there will be no casual mistakes about the uh, the history of the Battle of the Bulge right, right, made exactly. by episode 79 <laughs> of this podcast. We promise you that, listener. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a solemn oath. Solemn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe someday we'll finish some Warhammer Armies too. <laughs> yeah. Get one under your belt. I so, don't even know what a bolt-action army looks like. Like, how many... I don't know. Like, what does that even look like? So apparently, it's kind of like a like a platoon plus uh, a tank or two. Something okay, like that. So that doesn't sound too bad. How big like, is a platoon? Maybe like three squads of guys and, and a tank and okay, and, and an artillery piece or, or something like that. I don't know. Some somewhere in that range. It seems reasonable. Yeah, if it you, you want to be fair. painting squads, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll let you know as we learn more, which we will. Yeah, we will. Oh. Um, I got one more little thing. You got you got any more things, Casey? I mean, I got a real big thing, but I don't know if I want to talk about that right now. It's possible okay. possible name change to the channel. Oh. Yeah. Like rebranding from the, the yeah, everything. Top down. All of it. Yeah. Clown shoes miniature rescues. Clown shoes. Is that because I get offended so easily? I don't know. Clown shoes is a funny name. That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, I don't know if to, I want to talk uh, about that, but let your graphic designer know that they need to change everything to revolve around the phrase clown shoes. Yeah. You know, it's okay. So uh like I've I've mentioned before, my wife and I both went to school for graphic design. She does that now full time mm-hmm. for a living. So obviously mm-hmm. she'd be the one doing it. Um But in her family there was always this thing that her mom used to say of like, Oh, you you got your clown shoes on, like when people would get offended. Because her reasoning okay. was like, well, because your shoes are so big that everybody steps on them, you know, and, and so you get upset. Oh, yeah. That is not <laughs> the meaning that most people use. No. You're just being you're, – you're ridiculous. You're a laughing stock, not right. 
not you're angry. <laughs> no, but that's it's just been this like ongoing thing with her mom and she still says it sometimes. It's like, nope. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I just thought I'd throw that in there. So you said that. I'm just like, huh. <laughs> like even if I respond the way I want to respond, nobody's gonna get what I'm talking about. So I had to uh, I had to iterate on that. It's fine. <laughs> but no, I, I don't know. I've been thinking about it for a long time. Um and there's there's uh there's a couple ways to go. Either it's a full top down rebrand, everything about the channel, except you know, nothing actually changes. Um, or I just drop the eBay in the name. It's one or the other. Uh, vote down below, listeners. Mm. Vote down below. Miniature rescues. Welcome to Clown Shoes. My name is Casey. Uh, I mean, today... that's that's a that's a lot like a lot like people probably get behind that. I got I got merch with clown, clown shoes clown on shoe it. Miniatures. Yeah. Clown, yeah, I mean, I it's a, I mean, not that I hate clowns, but I, I don't see the point of them. I guess I I don't I'm not fond. I don't of know them. if don't... anybody ever liked them. Yeah. I mean, clown people. I thought people, they were yeah. like at first when I was young. I thought like, okay, I don't like these, but I guess they're a carryover from when boomers thought they were funny, or the silent generation thought they were funny. I mean, or the greatest even, generation thought nobody ever thought they no, were funny. That's the thing. No. Like, even people yeah. who like they were, were they were always sad embarrassments. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, sad clowns on the other hand can be funny when they're really sad. <laughs> 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 that's a whole the only thing. funny clown is a sad clown yeah, yeah because the only again, good clown crosses. is a sad clown <laughs> yeah exactly it crosses that line into into like i can't be sad with you but i can laugh at you i don't know how to like i don't know it's just it hits a deep like a, a lizard brain kind of thing i don't know <laughs> like you just have to yeah. laugh yeah like like crusty on the Simpsons did some of that. Yeah. Like send um, in the clowns. Uh, listeners, please go to Google and type why are clowns and just see what the autofill is. Like why are clowns? I mean, that question in itself could be the title of this episode. Why are clowns? Why are clowns question mark at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ordered Rain in Hell. It's coming in the mail. I was thinking about nice. making a sad clown army, calling them demons. That seems... <laughs> Dude, that would be incredible, actually. No. That's not a bad idea. Sure I actually had, had that a, an actual plan for what you were going to do with Rain in Hell, but if you showed up to a, a Rain in Hell convention, model with agnostic game about demons fighting each other for control of hell, and your cabal of mm -hmm. hell demons was just a whole bunch of clowns. Mm -hmm. Ho, 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 ho. Well, that settles yeah. that. Style points, for sure. I mean... That's the beauty of model agnostic games. You just let yeah. your your creativity and your unbridled hatred for clowns come out. And, they might uh, as well be demons, honestly. They they do nothing for anyone. They're, they're no good. No good. Yeah. No good. Oh. Well, yeah. Look, I'm going to do one more teaser here. Okay, one more teaser. Right. I I did something today that I cannot remember the last time I did. I read oh, a rule book for a game today, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. 
And I, and I was like, actually like reading the game mechanics as thinking about them. I was like, wow, this is cool. This is, I want to know more. Tell me more rule book. And, um, this is for, for relic blade. So, uh, yeah, I've got, I got some relic blade stuff in the mail today and I dug into it and I was actually really excited about it. So this is a Nice. This is a small kind of skirmish game. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning about it, obviously, but it's like kind of like four or five minis versus four or five minis. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the rule system for the way activations work and how you choose what you're doing on your activation with an individual mini seem pretty cool. And the models are beautiful and the art in the rule book is really nice. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Again, just a a hint of things to come. Yeah. Isn't that also a model agnostic game though? Or I know uh, they have their own I don't line. Think so. They Is they definitely have models for, for each of their characters. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. I thought it was for some reason. But. I, I think you can buy the the character cards, like the rule cards separately. And oh, so I okay. guess if you wanted to have a uh, a different model for your pig warrior, you could. Oh, wow. That's uh, no good. But why would you? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. That's yep. a good. I would never do that. Huh. So, look, we're we're going to look more into that, but uh, it could be big. It could be big for us. Relic Blade. Yes. Uh, I think so. Uh, I've been. I've heard about that game a lot. Like, it's been around. They were at LVO, I think, doing some demos. Somebody was. Hmm. Um, they've been around. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to uh, to what you do with that. Yeah. So the the way I got exposed to it first was the the Twitch streamer Malev Malev Flow Shinobi. Shinobi. Uh, he's a, a Twitch streamer I enjoy. In addition to painting, you know, colorful and really fun looking minis, and he does the he does like the the box art for all of the Relic Blade stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the, the studio artist for that. And so a lot of times what he's doing on his Twitch stream is just doing box art for, for Relic Blade, essentially. Yeah. And and all of his stuff looks really good. He's a very talented painter. Um, and the other thing that he's kind of famous for is he'll just sit there and like freestyle as he's painting mm-hmm. and uh, kind, of, kind of greets everybody new to his stream with a little bit of freestyle and... Uh, Really good guy. I uh, really enjoy hanging out on that Twitch stream, and uh, now I'm I'm starting to to understand why he's so excited about these minis. So nice. Let's we'll see that again. Taste of something to come. Cool. Well, do we have anything else for this particular episode? I don't know. I have to ask Danny. Uh, go buy the Lost Adventures Kickstarter. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we actually had I'm trying to think we had a good segment on painting FDM prints like a lot of it we we were talking about FDM prints versus resin prints we're going to have to think about that topic and we'll we'll get back to you on that one yeah but uh, yeah it turned out the airbrush was pretty good at at painting FDM prints which are you know the, the not the high detail resin, but they're like the, uh, what, what do you want to call it? Filament. That's the word. Yeah. The, the filament. filament printers that have the more, uh, pronounced layer lines on the finished prints. 
And so, you know, for that kind of stuff, like dry brushing doesn't work as well because it picks up the layer lines. Washes don't work as well because it picks up the layer lines. But like an airbrush and kind of making a lot of your work done with the airbrush, the airbrush works really well yeah. on FDM prints. And so we got some really nice looking terrain where, yeah, you can see that there's layer lines in the prints, but it really doesn't look that bad. They're, they're, uh, I know we were both very surprised, honestly, by the way that FDM were, looked in were. general. Like, like, oh, that's why you get one of these printers. Because like I literally have never wanted one before. Like ever. Right. I've turned one down from uh, any cubic mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm not going to use this. Like, don't send me this garbage. Right. <laughs> and now I'm like, ah, I kind of should have said yes. <laughs> like all this terrain next and possibilities. Time. Next, yeah, time. next time. Next time. That's fine. I mean, there's there's a lot. Uh, we talked about printing, uh, a lot of printing. <laughs> Like D and D stuff, like makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. I I I don't know if we can. At some point, we should probably recap our D and D one shot that we did, because that would be fun. You you talked about it a little bit in that one YouTube video, but uh, yeah, Danny ran the the one shot for us where Casey and I were uh, brothers. We were <laughs> halfling acrobats from the circus. Yep. We're doing some favors for, for a group of kobolds. <laughs> um, Casey ended up committing like a little <laughs> bit of murder Slip, during the adventure. Smidge of murder. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't great, but it was a lot of fun. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, was, it was a lot, lot of fun, fun with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, in, in general, I'm trying to do more, more RPGs. So, yes, that's good. Yeah, which I'm hoping to also sometime get into more of because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if I you've been. That's all we got for today, Casey. Yeah, if, you, if you're out there, you've been thinking about uh, enjoying a D&D game or, you know, Pathfinder, something, something fun, you know, maybe check out the old Game 4 app and uh, see what's around in your neighborhood. And on that note, thank you again for joining us in another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you. Talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>